Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Everyone was uh, looking forward to Jay Powell's comments today following the uh, Fed Minute release. And uh, as per usual, Jay Powell disappointed the markets. Um, Tyler did the research in this uh, 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 beginning about a year and a half ago. And whenever Jay Powell speaks, the markets fall. About 90% of the time happened again today. Uh, let's cover the markets quickly here, and then we'll get to give you some observations that we had from the uh, from the uh, presser with Jay Powell today in the market action. Dow Jones finished down 1% today, down 282 points, just off the lows, uh, and just below 27,000, closing at 26,989. Uh, that was uh, that was not a terrible day today. Could have been a whole lot worse. We saw good action today again in the Nasdaq, up 66 points. Closing at 10,020. Apple, Apple, Apple is leading the way up a big 2.5% today at 352. Of course, there's a, these weighted indexes have as much as 20% of Apple inside them because of the size of the company. So, NASDAQ and the Qs were big, up big today. Apple's the reason for that. The loser on the day was Russell 2000, got hit a hard 2.6% uh, today. Uh, it's been our weakest index. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, was the, it was the last to get back above the 200-day moving average and now uh, crashing back uh, below it, at least for today. And it's also a kind of a continuation of a trend we've seen. In, in bear market rallies, we still believe that's pretty much what this is. Not that uh, we're in a bear market necessarily, but that this rally came out of a bear market and that we're going to have some kind of a retest, although the Fed may not let that happen. But it looks classic to us because the final groups to, to broaden, the final groups to catch a bid, right, have been the hardest hit. Small caps, casinos, airlines, banks, retail, they've all been red hot for the last week to 10 days. And now the question is, can they continue? We think this economy is in pretty bad shape. Jay Powell said that pretty strongly today. Uh, as well. So just a couple of thoughts that we had of watching it. You know, <clears throat> without question, Jay Powell and the Fed appear to be fully committed to driving up asset prices and to helping the economy recover. He made that very clear today. Interest rates are going, according to Powell and the Fed, interest rates will be near zero through the end of 2022. So if you can take the Fed at their word, and typically that's not a very good bet, you know, we're looking at another year and a half, folks, of zero of rates near 0%. Now, remember, uh, what was it, just in 2018 when the Fed was raising rates nine straight times, they said they could keep doing it. And, of course, that plan was out the window. So long-term uh, statements by the Fed really are, are met with very, very little conviction by the markets, and, and rightly so. But what we found interesting today, beyond the Fed's uh, comments about interest rates, were there, is their continued commitment to discussing inflation and to desiring to have inflation. Now, the average person listens to that and says, what are you talking about? There's no inflation. What, 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 what are you talking about? Have you not seen what we're paying for rent? Have you not seen what it costs to keep a home up, to raise a family, to send a kid to college? to pay for medical costs, all the things that, that are necessities, food costs, right? All the things that we have to buy every month and pay for every month, all they're doing is going up. So it's very, very confusing, and rightly so, 
for the average person to hear there's no inflation and that we're disappointed we can't have inflation. Words that Jay Powell said today, he's humbled, humbled that he can't force inflation into the markets. Again, the average person hears this, intelligently asks the question, what the hell are you talking about, man? So the, the, the follow-up question to that then is, why is the Fed concerned about deflation? Again, deflation should be fantastic. Everything we buy costs less. Why is that not a good thing? Because you have to understand, folks, the Federal Reserve doesn't work for us. Bankers work for their employer. In this case, the global banking community, the global Federal Reserve, privately owned, not controlled or owned by the government whatsoever. It's a private cabal of global bankers, the real power, the money cartel. They must have inflation. If not, debt implodes in deflationary environments. This is their greatest concern. This is why the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, doesn't matter who the Fed chair is, they're going to talk about having inflation targets. They want things to cost more, right? They want the money. It's really talking about money flow is what this is all about. Uh, and uh, because with a lot of money flowing throughout the system, debt can be repaid. When debt can't be repaid, that's a, that's a debt spiral. And that's what the Fed can't have uh, as much as you and I might love, love to see the things we have to buy cost less. The Fed simply can't allow that to happen. Folks, that's what we've said forever. Currency inflation. Currency inflation. This is why we're so bullish on gold and silver and the miners, particularly gold and the miners. They had a big day today. I'll cover that more in just a moment. But, but the uh, miner ETF, GDX, up a big 4% today. Again, the markets hear this and go, okay, we're not going to have – we're going to have zero rates for a couple years. That means there's a whole lot of money being printed, and that means one thing – Precious metals and miners must rise in price, or at least should rise in price. And, uh, and the other thing to keep in mind is that, again, as a long-term, uh, a long-term view here, something we started saying about two years ago is that when the 10-year was trading at 3%, we, we were on record saying the 10-year is going to 1% and lower. Of course, that's now happened, and we continue to think we're going to have negative rates here. Why not? It, that's that's what happened in Japan. We are becoming Japanese, right? We are becoming Japan. That's been the case now for for a decade. We had we had zero percent rates for seven years, and so uh, this is the environment that we believe we'll see negative rates. Uh, it's happened in Japan. It's still the case uh, throughout most of Europe as well, and so this is what uh, we should be ready for. Which tells us, in that kind of environment, folks, you don't want to own bank stocks. You do want to own precious metals and miners. Because this is when the system really starts to get out of whack. But the Fed is trapped. They're pushing against the string. They really don't have a, an alternative here. This is gravity. This is gravity kicking in with all of its power. Financial, economic gravity, forcing rates lower, forcing deflation. And again, in this kind of environment, that is, that there is no bigger buy signal than the negative rates that come from this for gold, silver, but most especially the miners. That's what we saw today. That's our view of what's happening with Federal Reserve. Uh, this ultimately will not end well, but folk ultimately could be a decade from now. You know, uh, look, they've got all the power. Global central banks can do pretty much whatever they want until the thing does implode. But let's remember one key point. China and bank and, 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 and in Japan, the Federal Reserve not only has negative rates, and it's not only uh, forcing massive amounts of quantitative easing through their system, 
They're also the largest owner of both debt and equities. That's something we have not officially done here yet. Of course, the plunge protection team, we believe, is very, very real. We believe there's ample evidence of that. But there's something we haven't officially done here in the U.S., nor officially done yet through the ECB. But we're right there on the doorstep buying debt, buying low-rated junk, junk bonds now, right on the doorstep of buying equities. And again, this could go on for a very long time, which is why when you hear don't fight the Fed, that's why it's such a tough battle to win. You're fighting an unlimited pocketbook, folks. All right, let's take a look under the hood today just a bit. Uh, let's see, the uh, sector watch today, 10 of 11 SP of 100 se- sectors closed low in the day, led by energy down 5%, financials down 4%, industrials down 3%. The one bright spot again, Apple-driven technology up 1.7% today. And uh, the internals, um, again, pretty ugly today. Uh, NASDAQ, fine, about 2 to 1 negative. But NYSE, what was that, 5, just over 5 to 1 negative up down volume. Had been over 10 to 1 negative early this morning before the Fed minutes were released. Also NYSE, right at about 2.5 to 1 negative advanced decline. So we've had, you know, just this week, all-time highs in advanced decline. Now met with a couple of days of selling. Probably fairly normal to give some of that back. We also noticed today that even though the markets were down fairly big, the VIX actually closed just right at flat today. So not a lot of concern in the volatility markets about what's going to happen here going forward. Finally for today, let's take a look at our commodity watch. Uh, Again, oil, after being hit hard earlier today, finished flat on the day uh, at $38.95 a barrel. Gold up a big $23 an ounce. I say big, it's only 1.3%, but it's a step in the right direction. We continue to believe this is the year gold finally breaks 2,000 an ounce and doesn't look back. Gold trading right now at 17.44 an ounce, and silver up a big 3% today, back over $18 an ounce at 18.31. And finally, Bitcoin approaching a breakthrough, we think, an important breakout at $10,000 right now, trading at 98.87. That puts up about $300 on the day. All right, folks, hope you had a great day. As always, thank you for listening. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.